Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. What are you going to do for the world today? Are you making a living, going to make it pay? Now listen to what the old folks say. It's what I'm going to do for the world today. She's a single mother. With her only child Working eight hour shifts From nine to five She'll put food on the table Come what may It's what she's gotta do For the world today What you gonna do When times get hard Kids start running out of yards and things to do, they say. But what are we gonna do for the world today? I watched a man die on the news tonight. Took eight long minutes to lose his life Now all around the world we kneel and pray That's what we gotta do for the world today What you gonna do when times get hard And kids start running out of yards and things to do What are we gonna do for the world today? We all live in a bubble, don't even know our neighbors' names. But if we look past the colors in the churches we visit, we're all the same. Are you sitting alone? More than you should The easy way out Is looking real good 
Well, your children need you here to play. That's what you gotta do for the world today. What you gonna do when times get hard and kids start running out of yards and things to do they say? What you gonna do when times get hard? Kids start running out of yards and things to do, they say. But what are we gonna do for the world today? What are we gonna do for the world today? Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three CR.org.au and three CR on demand out of the pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon till one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. Three CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and we pay respects to elders past, present and emerging. Hello to any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander people tuning in. And Out of the Pan is a show covering pansexual issues. Broadcasting from noon till one every Sunday and we're back on Australian Eastern Standard Time here on these lands and surrounding lands. Um, The country um, drops back to three time zones or this large island and those around it. And well, if you want to get in touch with the program because there's lots of things to discuss today in about the world today, opening up with Troy Cassar Daily um, from the awesome album The World Today. That's the title cut. And um, I'll talk more about that in a second. But if you want to get in touch with the show, lots of ways to do it. You can email outofthepan855 at gmail.com. You can SMS 61456 751215. You can tweet at Sal Gold Said So. And that's the bottom line. And we're only a week away from part one of WrestleMania. And look for the posts on Facebook on my page, Sally Goldner AM or out of the pan, 855 um, AM Melbourne. And remember, any opinions on this program are strictly my own personal opinions and not those of any organisation with which I may be associated past, present. I can't talk about the future. I haven't got a time machine. Um, What is it? The time-space continuum, Doc. No, I can't quite work that one out. But pan people um, and queer people... Um, are quite extraordinary. We'll try to work out a few things today. Um, one that's not easy to work out is just a wrap-up on of Trans Day of Visibility on Wednesday um, and other events thereupon to wit. And also going to be a bit thought-provoking today. So if you've got your holiday coffee and feeling relaxed and creative thoughts, well, got a bit of a topic, It's um, which I put in the posts about um, the show, Uh, which was um, how do you deal with politicians in the right way if you're a queer advocate? I'll stick to queer. It may be similar for others. Um, As I said, it's an advocacy case study, um, which came to light in the last week um, in in that I've, um, you know, had been on the job a bit. um, And, you know, sort of I've called it Dewey Stoker Ego. Um, You may pick up a pun there. If you do, you go to the top of the punning prize um, sort of pool or something like that. Anyway... Um, but to the happy thing first, well, the world today on the 31st of March, that day is Trans Day of Visibility. And look, a bit muted this year, I felt. Um, I was only aware of three events recognising the day, regardless of when they fell in terms of 
public type events. Um, yours truly was involved in a couple of workplace talks as part of my um, one as myself, one representing my work, my own trans-focused workplace, being Transgender Victoria. But um, there were a few. Um, from all reports, the Rainbow Village at Darabin was a success. Um, if you were there or heard anything about it, pop it through to me on the means of communication. Um, furthermore, to wit, um, there was um, an event, I believe, for Yarra Libraries, but um, if you were there at that one. But I actually um, streamed in, so to speak, um, to the sold-out event up in Ballarat, and well done to Sage Curry and all the crew up there who organised the Speak event. And I think this was a really important event. I mean, there are lots of events in what is now called, you know, inner metropolitan Melbourne or CBD and metropolitan Melbourne, central business district therein. But it's a reminder that whilst I think that the um, gaps between regional and rural on the one hand or in some parts of this large island, remote areas, and also um, the sort of inner metro in particular are breaking down. There's still distance to travel. I remember reflecting at a Pride March around 2010 that there did seem to be more regional and rural representation, which was incredibly welcome. A lot of the time, Pride March throughout the sort of late 90s into the early 2000s, reasonably enough, was sort of inner city dance venues or nightclub venues, those sorts of things, which is all very well. But of course, trans and for that matter, rainbow people are everywhere in every geographic location. And there was a tendency to think, oh, well, haven't we um, you know, sort of got past all the um, the breakdown? We've got this thing called internet now. Um, you know, sort of regional Victoria gets the same nightly news bulletins um, as well as their own local ones as the metro area. Is it all different? Well, the stories from Sage and many, many and the others on the panel show that there's still distance to travel and there's still basic educating to do in terms of things like, well, getting a a haircut that suits your particular gender, getting medical service, um, all those sorts of things. So, yeah, there is still room to, to move. And it is a reminder of, you know, bringing everyone along. You know, everyone needs to be lifting everyone. And, of course, there are differences between, you know, city and country to some extent. I'm not saying they're totally different. But, you know, there is isolation, there's less visibility, and, you know, as a general rule, very big generalisation, granted, inner Melbourne in particular can be quite, is relatively, I'll say relatively cosmopolitan, all that sort of thing. Look, I personally, and I say very subjectively, have never had any, any more issues in regional and rural Victoria when I've been out and about, obviously, very little last year, or at least for nine months thereof, um... To compared to Metro Melbourne, sometimes inner city can um, be cruel. I think there's a Bruce Springsteen line, I guess there's a meanness in this town. Someone said that once anyway. But it's a reminder that, you know, there is a need to consider those differences. You know, it's not necessarily, necessarily the case that regional and rural people can be more conservative or that makes them more nasty, in inverted commas. But, you know, got to consider these things. I live in a very conservative, what is a relatively conservative, in my opinion, suburb of, of Metro Melbourne. I'm, it's well known. I'm 15 kilometres east of um, the central business district here, suburb called Bulleen, which um, is um, originates, I should add, from the local peoples, the Bolin Bolin, which apparently in English means lyrebird. Um, they have visions of lyrebirds all around my streets. But... Um, 
I've never had a problem really in my local area. And there's increasing visibility, local council doing lots of good things. Um, so it can vary. And of course, there's lots of good things happening in the country. There's um, an increased representation of at least LGB, if I can use that, councillors on um, local government. Um, well, here in Inner Melbourne, if we're going to add the I, Tony Briffer on the city of this Hobson's Bay Council, an openly intersex person for most of the last, um, been on the council for most of the last 18 years now. Um, how you know how how's your mental health going, Tony? You know you survived politics for most of eighteen years. You're a better human than I am, Gunga Din. Seriously, really good thought. But it just shows coming back to the point we do need that visibility out there still. I want to touch on that when we get to our next topic as well. I've been a little I've been thinking about something for the last week and a half um, about an issue of um, visibility, and it will link in to a topic that will sort of link into the next one and um, thereafter. So um, have a thought throughout that today. But where do you think that we still got, uh, might be incredibly obvious, but let's have it in your own words, um, message in by all the means. Where do you think there's still unequal representation in any aspect of rainbow communities? Is it, you know, metro versus regional or rural? Are there where you live, um, you don't have to name where you live. Is it, you know, sort of good, okay, bad sort of thing? How's it going out there for you? And in the meantime, um, in the last week or so, we had a birthday of a wonderful musician um, who, to me, has, you know, there's lots of good voices in music, regardless of gender. And this person always, to me, is just someone who um, had a great range and yes, it was her birthday on March the 28th um, in 1955. So that makes her, if I'm doing my maths, um, 66. Um, get your kicks on Route 66 um, to Reba McIntyre. And here's a track that will tie into the next segment. You lie. 3CR, 855am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally.
just can't go on And the urge to break loose Is just too strong You should let go That's what you want to do Oh, but you don't by law. An informal and irreverent look at the law. Critical insights and analysis from diverse community perspectives. Done by law. 6pm Tuesdays. More than 70 innocent refugees are still being indefinitely detained in detention centres and secure hotels around Australia. Over recent months, many fellow detainees have been released onto bridging visas. Those remaining are desperate to know why they are still held. It is indefinite, it is cruel and it is unlawful. Every day a group of supporters protest this brutality outside the Park Hotel at 701 Swanson Street, Melbourne, where 11 men remain trapped and whose hopes are fading and whose mental health is declining. The aim of the protests is to raise awareness of the situation for the general public, but also to show support and solidarity to the men inside. It is also for the approximately 200 refugees still held offshore. Please come along any weeknight at 6pm or weekend at 3pm. 3CR, 8.55am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand. Thanks for your company on Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender, and broadcasting between noon and one every Sunday back to Australian Eastern Standard Time as of this week, and we'll be on that standard time for another six months. Um, Well, we just heard from Reba McIntyre, 
you lie and um well you know some people say sometimes you've got to lie and others say no you don't um and um um you know sort of um all that sort of thing um you know um I'm sorry, just slight distraction there. Yeah, um, do you or don't you? What are the ethics of lying? Do you schmooze people if you're just doing diplomatic malarkey? Do you lie? I've thought about this um, in the, um, you know, sort of case of um, um, a situation that's emerged in the last week since the Prime Minister Scott Morrison reshuffled his cabinet in light of the uh, ongoing saga that is behaviour in federal parliament, um, the building, and some might say on the well, not quite on the floor of the parliament as well, and that is in relation to um, the uh, issue of the appointment of Amanda Stoker as um, assistant minister for women. And thinking about it this week because yours truly had three different phone calls from different media asking me about it. And there were different responses once, um, once you know, I saw the final articles, my quotes were there, all um, accurate. Um, obviously, I wasn't contacted by Murdoch Media. No, I didn't say that. Um, seriously, um, there were the quotes, and yet other people were quoted differently. And it's been something that's been on my mind for some time, and that is that, um, you know, um, now, how do you deal with politicians? Yes, they have power, they have influence, and they don't often use it in the wisest and most altruistic way, and that can apply regardless of political party. But on the other hand, how far do you go to appease them? Do you go any distance? Do you just schmooze them and say, yes, we look forward to working with you when they've got an abysmal record? When you're in the media, you are talking to lots of people. You're talking to your own community, you're talking to the public, you're talking to the politicians, how do you balance it? And so I think it's a really interesting thought that I wanted to just sort of have throw a bit of abstract discussion into the airwaves about. Um, you know, I remember once someone um, t- you know, came up to me with this and said, oh, we, we have to engage, and you know, implying that we have to engage with fundamentalist Christians, right-wingers, and so on. And I said, well, when did they engage with us? When is someone like, not that they really matter, but the Christian lobby sat down and said, let's talk equally and respectfully to you trans or for that matter, LGBTIQA plus communities and come up with better solutions. Can you communicate with them? One of my mysteries of life is how do you communicate with people who just won't communicate? So it's an interesting thing. And so I just was you know, wondering, do we schmooze people? And I mean, as I said in the program promotion today, um, you know, sort of the, the situation with Amanda... Um, Stoker is a case study, you know, and it happens all the time. Do we call, you know, when, how often can you keep trying to call people in and groups as a whole? And, you know, let's face it, whilst there are, you know, politicians of all behaviours across the political spectrum of parties and ideologies, some overall in terms of attitudes to our community um, generally don't do it as well. And there are some who cross over between our own community and um, the parliament um, and don't do it that well. And there are some wonderful heterosexual cisgender endosex allies, endosex meaning sex characteristics that fit uh, male or female expectations. So it's a really interesting topic. And how do you hold true to yourself um, while not being, you know, sort of being going too far? 
How do you be assertive and not aggressive? Lots of questions to consider, I suppose. Melina's messaged in on the opening segment. Nice to hear today as um, I'm getting ready for a family lunch and listening to a show. I'll just stop the quote there. I forgot to wish for those who for whom it matters, wishing you a happy Easter, a time of faith and restoration. I was just having a quick look um, during the break at my lunchtime bulletin from a um, commercial media outlet that usually, that overwhelmingly in Australia at least, does a good job, The Guardian. And the headline is, Easter is my favourite time of year, a long weekend to pause and contemplate the road ahead. Time to be together without the urgency and freneticism that Easter, Christmas brings. I tend to agree with that, actually. Um, you know, sort of Christmas, it's all run around by the gifts and then sort of get through 25th of December, if you, whatever you do on that day, and then sort of dis- disintegrate in a puddle. have to say, yesterday, um, you know, went for a swim, sat on the decking by the public pool where I go, had a coffee. It's Melbourne after all. Um, you know, sort of had something to eat, then laying on the grass in the shade, 30 degrees, listen to the football, even if the result wasn't one of my, look, going so well for my particular team, we'll come, but we won't mention which one in the interests of diplomacy. And it's like, gee, how good does it get? Really gratitude for what we have. Um, so yes, these are some of the privileges we have, which then brings me back to the rest of Melina's message. Um, Melina asked, quote, um, beginning the quote again, is it because you are white and middle class that people have accepted you as well in your conservative area? That's lovely to hear, but we must also acknowledge our privileges. I'll end the quote for there. There's then another topic in this. You raise a fair point, Melina, but um, look, I actually, acknowledging my white privilege, I um, actually think the area I live, maybe I think people are genuinely trying to do their best. And what comes to mind is... Um, there was a there's there's a small standard post office box outside the local strip of shops, not far from where I live, and where, on the days I'm working from home, my favourite coffee place is within walking distance. Hashtag more gratitude. And there was a few years ago a racist comment written on it. I won't repeat the comment. There's no point. And you know, I just who wants to see that? And I was quite. You know, actually, there was one on another one. I saw a picture in the local paper and rang them. This is when we had local papers. Sadly, now seem to have disappeared so much. Come back to that in a second too. And I rang to look. I also saw the same comment on another post office box near me, and this was quoted. And there were no um, snarky comments under the article or anything. It just seemed like there is a willingness to do better. And I think that um, you know, sure, I have privilege, but I also think. Um, that we and yes, I'm sure there are trans people of colour, um, trans people who um, intersect between trans, Aboriginal, or Torres Strait Islander who have it worse. And yes, I do have. Whilst I don't, wouldn't call myself wealthy by any means, um, you know, I'm Ronda the Honda, the 2000 Honda is still running, but uh, it's not a Porsche, um, a Porsche Turbo or anything like that. But seriously, yeah, I'd acknowledge that point. But I do honestly think that my conservative area is trying to do its best. There's, um, you know, uh, Manningham will be marching in Pride March for the first time this year, which I think says something. There's an LGBTI reference group being formed, all sorts of things. So I think that they're trying to um, do that conservatism as well as they can. I'm not saying it's perfect for everyone. Of course it isn't. But I think there is um, a reasonable effort being made. So fair question and does remind us to think about our privilege that we have. 
Um, but, you know, um, sometimes, you know, let's also, I think that there can be both. Um, now, the other part of your um, email in on out of the pan 855 at Gmail is I'd almost have interested in, in discussing Lil Nas and the, his controversy this week as an artist redefining being queer and shaping music, especially country with his song. I think he's hilarious and a savvy marketer. Now, I have to admit I'd have to do some um, that novel concept um, you know, sort of, um, you know, sort of, um, in terms of research, I admit I don't know about Lil Nas. Um, I'll never make it onto commercial radio if I'm going to do research. Mm, oh, well, maybe not. Um, but seriously, um, um, have to check that one out. I might come back to you on that in a future program or try and do some research during the break. Um, and yeah, following up, um, shape, reshaping the genre of country and pop. Well, I think that's fair enough. I don't. I, I mean, come on, we can be non-binary in our genres. I mean, Reba McIntyre, who we just played, is someone who crossed over from country to pop in a way. Um, made, may have got lots of hits on the pop charts. Um, you know, Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton did a duet that topped both charts. We can be non-binary. So I have to have a. Th- I'll have to have a listen, find out a little more about that one. Um, try to have a quick listen to something during. Well, actually, I won't be able to do it during the next song um, because it's one that we're going to play off Spotify. Um, through the laptop into the studio. Um, last week um, debuted um, on the show um, uh, music from Tom Glover and the Peace and War album, some amazing guitar work by this 16-year-old Melbourne-based guitarist. Let's have a bit more of it. Um, and, uh, well, you might have to um, move your he- earphones away from your ears if you've got them in on this one. Um, here is a track called... Um, war, but it's an instrumental, so there's no lyrics about war, so you don't have to get triggered or anything like that. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and...
Tom Glover and War on 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally and a track called War. Um, I'm not sure, really sure if that was War or it was it sounded very peaceful to me. Um, but that's whatever it is. Great music, great guitar playing. Well done, Tom, a 16-year-old Melbourne-based guitarist. Pretty damn awesome if you ask me. Um, Melina has um, popped in um, with, um, well, emailed me a little more about Lil, Lil Ness um, to um, sort of, um, um, you know, for me to check out. Although Nina, uh, sorry, Melina has added a comment. There's a lot to unpack with this queer artist, but he has stirred up controversy within conservative circles with a tongue-in-cheek video of going to hell as a gay man and being cheeky with Satan. Hmm, that's... I'm going to have to watch that one before I comment, Melina. But interestingly, some great serendipity because I was just having a quick breeze through the uh, midday bulletin and obviously I have to we'll quote the source here for The Guardian. And, and lo and behold, there's an article by someone, Antoon Issa. I thought I was over my Catholic guilt about being gay. Maybe I was wrong. Well, if Lil Nas um, ever had any about his, um, any queer guilt, I think... Would sound from what you've said there, Melina, that he's lost it. But seriously, Antoon, um, if or Antony, I do apologise if I've got that pronunciation wrong, um, has um, spoken about this. And of course, this can be an ongoing thing that for, I'm just going to talk sexual romantic orientation and gender identity expression here, could be the same for other groups. It's not possibly so much an intersex issue here. It might, may not, may or may not be, I should say. Um, but intersex is a, a different th- um, thing. It's a sense of um, your sex characteristics, not identity so much, or ex- um, in terms of sexual and gender identity. And so, um, yeah, there's an interesting um, sort of comment. Jeremy Shields, a clinical psychologist in Melbourne with extensive experience working with LGBTQ patients, says that it's not just sexual orientation is not just a behaviour you can stop. And that, um, you know, the um, Shields also says being vigilant from an early age will have an effect on our central nervous system. We'll totally agree with that. Um, You know, it changes the brain structures in the limbic system, that sort of thing. So it can um, sort of manifest in various ways um, is what the psychologist says. And I think that's an interesting point. And it's a reminder that people won't um, just, you know, just because we say have one big legislative reform, i.e. marriage equality, that it's all over. And that leads into um, the topic that I wanted to bring up on this segment, which is something that has been, you know, just floating around in my pea brain now for about 10 days. I mentioned briefly last week, I went to the lovely event that was the Globe Queer Women in Leadership um, panel discussion on Thursday, it was Thursday week ago now. I'm in my best money penny wear up there and uh, I'm trying to pretend to be classy, talking class and middle class or something like that at um, a big, a big large building um, in Southbank. But um, seriously, there was a line that one of the panellists said that, you know, oh, I didn't come out as gay because you don't have to come out as heterosexual or straight. Now, to some extent, that panellist is correct. And yes, it is definitely everyone's right to be as out or not out as they want to be, and no one should force anyone in or out of a closet or anyone else. 
My problem is that we still need role models. We still need visibility. And of course, as we go through the various groups that make up the total of rainbow communities, um, you know, there's more visibility in roughly this order, gay, lesbian. I'll then say not so much for bisexual and trans, despite where we're progressing. Certainly less for intersex, as far as I can tell. I know as an educator so many times when we're doing LGBTIQA plus people say, what's intersex? Never heard of it before. We've even had a chance to say anything and we're handing out the training materials. Um, and once people hear what A is, they sort of, oh, asexual. Okay, got a reasonable understanding of that, even if they're not aware of perhaps all the implications, details and issues. Fair enough. So we still need some degree of visibility and in one sense, I again have mixed thoughts and feelings on this. In one sense, we, those who have come before me and others, fought for the right to us to have that choice and to be out or not out as we wanted. And that's fair enough, but is it all over yet? And is this an indication that's because some people think, oh, we've got marriage equality and it's not as bad, in inverted commas, as bad as it was, that it's all over for everyone? So I've been a little... You know, what's the word? Contemplative about that one for the last 10 days or so. Be interested if anyone has any thoughts on this particular point. Do we still need more people to come out? Who needs it? Why? Why not? Um, all the rest of um, um, the issues. Let's have a think about it. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, love to get your ideas on this particular issue. Um and yeah, just on the matter of dealing, um, as we said earlier, just dealing with government and politics and anyone in a position of influence, you know, it's sort of how do you find a fine line where you stand up for your own authentic self but don't be offensive? But sometimes you can just say something honestly and gently and sincerely. Um, I remember um, some years ago, I wasn't there at the time, but I heard the story very quickly afterwards from a reliable source that a politician was meeting with representatives of rainbow communities on legislation that covered all of sexual orientation, gender identity and sex characteristics. And this politician put intersex as gender um, and put it in with trans, which of course they're not the same thing. And an intersex person in the room, as was, I would have thought would have been of their right, um, said, look, no, intersex isn't about gender quite said could we just clarify that was very polite about it and was snapped at by the politician don't lecture me sort of thing well sorry but if you haven't got the basics right then you mightn't get the law right um, and understand it and know how to talk about it so um, you know I think that you've got to take some stance now you don't have to be deliberately rude to anyone you know or sarcastic that's not going to help either but you've got to assert your issues and when sometimes I think we've got a problem with some elements of our communities, perhaps even more so gays and lesbians, who will grovel to people higher up and then sell out those further down, like groups like Bi and Trans, for which um, I may be able to speak as someone who identifies as part of those groups. And so it's about who, you know, where, you know, what's the answer? And so I suppose if it's coming from a place of kindness and positivity, then that's the main thing. Um, but all the same... How do we deal with it? How do we make sure that we get our point across and not sell anyone out? How do we keep lifting people up? A question of leadership, um, something to think about. 
Well, um, as I played a track from this one last week, let's have another one. Colin Hayes' album of 2017, Fierce Mercy, is another great album um, for you to catch up on on your music by whatever means of listening. Here's a nice sort of laid-back track. Um, This is called Blue Bay Moon. 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. Stand still in Blue Bay Moon Even the tide's too late or comes too soon I recall what someone told me But that was long before me Now it's just a distant I walked around this town of a mystery With only loneliness for company And I wondered in windy silence As I stood upon the Great. 
3CR, always bringing you the latest union news. They're coming after us at the moment. They want to get rid of penalty rates, the big push from businesses. They want to get rid of all the things that you and I have fought for. So there's tens of thousands of jobs gone, contracted out to sham contracting arrangements. On 8.55am and on the web, 3cr.org.au. Councils around the country will put on disability day events and quite a few of them will not include people of colour, First Nations people and black people. So I think it's pretty cool Mm -hmm. that everyone you'll hear on air today will be a person of colour and the majority of them will be people with disabilities as well. I think when we were preparing for this show and for this day, we wanted to talk about how we could explain the concept of power from the margins and why it is that we've chosen to focus on black people, indigenous people and people of colour. And I think in in one word, it's intersectionality. It's the fact that people experience forms of oppression, different forms of oppression at the same time. And most people don't realise that you can't have racial justice without disability justice and vice versa. We need to keep Radical Voices on air. Subscribe now. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 9419 8377. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Out of the pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon till one Australian Eastern Standard Time as we are once again this weekend for another six months. Um, Melina um, um, has checked in again. Um, we Pop culture still plays a significant role with younger people. I think that's a fair call. Um, Demi Lovato is an example last week and Demi Lovato um, is proud to be pansexual. Um, hey, De- um, Demi, I'm with you on that one. Um, and this show is right with you on that. Called out of the pan. Um, well, we've just got a new patron or something like that. Seriously, thanks for that one, Melanie. Yeah, I agree. I think we still need that visibility. It's all right if you're sort of, well, you know, inner Melbourne, inner Sydney, gay, lesbian, middle class, and then, of course, the more possible or potential there is for negativity, down it goes. Um, just um, noticed there's a great article in Today's Age. Um, I believe it is Today's. Um, yes, April 4th. Um, by Caitlin Fitzsimons um, called How Do You Talk About Consent With Your Kids? Now, I've only just had a chance to quick have a quick look at this, not in any great detail, but it's pretty much on the, the at a first look, right on the proverbial button. And, um, it, you know, consent needs to be clear and enthusiastic. Yes plus yes equals yes, according to a Make No Doubt website, New South Wales government slogan. It needs to be voluntary without coercion or pressure. A large power differential can affect this, or any power differential, whether it's gender, neuroprocessing, um, you know, something to do with sexuality, e.g., you know, threatening to out someone or gender identity, that sort of thing. 
the person has to be capable of giving consent, so they can't be intoxicated asleep or otherwise out of it. Consent can be withdrawn at any time, and consent for one activity does not imply consent for another. There's a simple and reasonably accurate meme on this, the cup of tea meme, which says, you know, just because you someone want, um, wants a cup of tea one day doesn't mean they're going to want it the next. They might want coffee, they might want it with milk, they might want it with sugar, and then some days none at all, and they might want a glass of water, something like that. And then, of course, it has to be of appropriate age. So that's the first thing that you know rang a bell with me and said, this is right on track. And I think that any hesitation is best taken as a no. But, of course, some people won't take it that way because maybe it is a power thing or the person not want giving, you know, breaching the consent is perhaps not thinking clearly or is under some sort of influence. So really good article, um, you know, in there. Certainly have a read of that this afternoon, see if more comes out of it. Um, right. Coming up next is freedom of species and the um, talking all things animal advocacy. And their um, chief topic of discussion today is attitudes to plant-based diets. So um, keep your various devices glued on, metaphorically glued onto 3CR to make sure that you hear all about that. I'd better get out of the studio and make way for the, um, the Freedom of Species crew to come in. Take it out today with some of Dire Straits because it was Pick Withers' birthday, the original Dire Straits drummer, actually today, the 4th of April. And here's a track from the, well, the huge album Love Over Gold from the 1980s. And, well, it's a one for Melbourne's weather this weekend. I, um, even though it's not as warm today, it's still pretty sunny. Um, it never rains. Uh, thanks, Melina, for your, your conversation today. Thanks to all our listeners. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner, and I'll catch you next week.